Hey, my besties, take some time out to sit back, relax, and chat with us. Ranging from all kinds of topics, such as relationships, friendships, social media, self-care, spirituality, attaining your dreams, and just navigating life with the support of your besties. We started this podcast to make healthy girl talk more common and a form of therapy for young women and even men who may need the company. See if you can relate to our podcast and laugh with us, because what's life without laughing? You can even be featured on the podcast by sending us an email. We want to be your new besties. Come and chat with us. If you'd like to leave us reviews, tips, or contact us for anything, email us at bestietalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at bestietalk underscore. New episodes every other Friday. We can't wait to hear from you. Sincerely, your new besties, Maya, Leah, and Cece. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome to another episode of Bestie Talk. Today we're going to be talking about purpose and basically what that looks like to us and what that means to us after high school. So I'm going to pass that over to Leah because we do have a special guest and Leah knows her best. <laughs> oh, that was cute. Okay. <laughs> So today's episode seven, I have my sister Sydney with us today, and we have the same mom and dad, just so y'all know. So, and she's um, class of 2019, am I right? 2019, you're way off. 2021. God dang, Leah. Oh. <laughs> she aged me by two years. God dang, Leah. I don't know these things. It's too many ages, too many grad dates. Um, <laughs> 2021 um so she has the most experience with it since she's currently dealing with it so I feel like she can really help speak on this topic amen mm-hmm. all right so hi Sydney welcome welcome so yes. how do we do it on this podcast we have um cards and basically today the person with the cards is Sierra so she's going to pull a card, and then we're going to tell her when to stop. She's going to ask the question, and we're going to answer it. So let's start. Do you want to pull from the left side or the right side? To the Sydney. left. To the left. No, yeah. not you, Maya. Anyway, <laughs> Sydney, you do the honors. Okay. My bad. <laughs> we could go to the right. Okay. And tell me when to stop that i'm excited Ooh, that's a little spicy what about our dynamic concerns you how we're so carefree sometimes okay that's that's a good one <laughs> like almost too carefree at times especially with me and leah we be down for whatever like Leah if I say I want to do something he go Leah come on let's do it let's go <laughs> I'm like wait a minute we didn't even think this through yeah that is true but I like that though yeah Take that's, it. that's true yeah for me um our distance can be concerning mm. because it's not going to change for like a long time probably yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know you're gonna be out in Cali for like next four years. That make me cry. Leah love Texas, and I don't know where I'm gonna be. So that's that. <laughs> Maybe I'll be near y'all. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the two sisters? Um, hmm, I say she worries so much. I thought I worry a lot, but she worries a lot. Like. I'm thinking about next month. She's thinking about five years down the road. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to stress yourself out if you keep doing that. So that's what concerns me. But that could be good, too. Or yeah. unless you're doing yeah. But not when you're yeah. panicking about it and thinking about the worst. I think you should always factor mm-hmm. in the best as well. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I be trying to work on that. I be trying to tell myself, okay, but what could go right? Mm-hmm. When you're yeah. steadily thinking what could go bad, you gotta add in what could go right. But that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can it's be. Hard. But that's how old are you, Sydney? Twenty. Girl. <laughs> nineteen. Oh. <laughs> okay, see, that's why I said twenty nineteen, because I knew she was nineteen. 
I just got it. Oh, okay. But really, <laughs> not for real. But you been working for for forever. Like it didn't even seem like she like graduated in twenty twenty one, especially since COVID. Since they was having class yeah. online. Yeah. How was that? <sighs> it was okay. I had to we I had to be my own teacher for most of it. And then the teachers weren't giving work to like for you to learn stuff that you'll need. They were kind of just giving us stuff so they could have grades in the grade book. So it was all pointless. And you kind of lose motivation when it's like, what am I even doing this for? Because I don't care about it. I don't need it. I'll never use it. Yeah. You could tell they don't care about it. It's just busy yeah. work. Yeah, they was just giving us stuff just to say that they did stuff with us online. Cool. Yeah, I don't know how that would affect me. Yeah, I'm about to say for y'all, um, that pandemic, y'all went through a lot. Mm-hmm. The pandemic, mm-hmm. but, way but than... walk across the stage, um, even if it was outside for your LIT graduation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all can walk across the stage. We did, but for both of my graduations, we're outside. Mm-hmm. And the makeup, I was trying not to sweat it out. <laughs> right, it was hot. Huh? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Texas heat is crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. So I'm so excited. Thank you, Sydney, for coming on. And Thank she didn't even know what the concern is. I thought I was going to Oh, gonna yeah. We're going to slide by. <laughs> and look, exactly. I was like, tell me about myself. Um, let me think. That's why I was trying to just get by. Um, and be honest to you. I think what concerns me is um how I think when you get bored with progress in life, you dip back and you go backwards a little bit. I do it too, so it's okay. But that's what concerns me. Y'all really so cute. <laughs> I'm telling her to elaborate. I'm like, well, I get what you're I'm saying. here for I this therapy like, session. Yeah, I guess when I do like self care, I'd be like, okay, that's enough. And I just stop for a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. with people and past things, you kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, look guys. at us. <laughs> Starting on a good note already. Mm-hmm. All right, my heart. Uh, we're gonna be vulnerable this episode, and we're talking on like finding your path in life. Like, what is your purpose? Um, mm-hmm. I know Maya, you have mentioned like speaking on what purpose means to each of us because it's different yeah, to everyone. It is different. So, what does purpose mean? Like, what's your definition definition of it? I don't. Basically, I found this definition off Google, and let me let y'all. Um, let me tell y'all what Google say purpose is. Oh, so the white man's definition. I'm I don't like that. <laughs> so basically, purpose is a meaning. But wait, purpose means the reason for which something is done or created, or for which something exists. Then a formal version of it is have as one's intention or objective. Mm. So, right. scratch that. What y'all think of me? I just want to put that out there. What, what they think of me? What yeah. Y'all think of me? Which I mean, that's true, like in a practical manner. But of course, you know, we always got to bring God into this. That's yeah. what I was about to no say. Purpose, right? <laughs> purpose to me is impacting lives and just doing that in a way that highlights God. And also doing, like, whatever is in his will. And I guess, like, you have to pursue a relationship with him. And, like, for me personally, I have to pursue a relationship with him and get closer to him to even understand what it is I'm supposed to be doing and, like, what it is that he wants me to be doing in his life. But at the end of the day, like, my whole, like, philosophy about life is, like, it's all really about loving each other and impacting each other's lives because like that is love like impacting each other's lives in a positive manner mm-hmm. so there are certain things that I have in my head that I feel like I have put in my heart that I have to do that's a part of my purpose so like I guess to me purpose 
is like multiple things. Yeah, I agree. Multiple definitions. Uh, for me, like she said, literally just fulfilling, um, like basically fulfilling my purpose every day. I know it's like a the word within the what I'm trying to actually make it what I want it to mean. Um, so basically, it's just like if God tell me, okay, give this person like five dollars a day, like you said, impacting, impacting lives, and I'm um, just being positive. Um, but as far as like having a definite purpose, because I feel like some people already know what their purpose in life is. Purpose is to, I don't know, train animals, or my purpose is to, I don't know, be a singer. For me, I feel like I'm still trying, not trying to go based off what mm-hmm. social media think you know, having a purpose is probably could be rocking, you know what I'm saying, the 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 bus down and Gucci chain or something like that. If that makes sense. Y'all know they be out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> rocking the rollies, leaned out and everything like that. And they think it's purpose, you know, waking up every day and getting money. Not everybody, you know what I'm saying, hey yeah, that's the goal to become wealthy. But not everybody is like obsessed, you know, to get up every day and make money and everything like that. Um but everybody has different purposes, like you said, see. But for me, literally, I just take it one day at a time. Like, okay, God, what you got? What you need me to do today? So, yeah. So, I just like in love and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I really think that purpose, it really doesn't deal with money at all. Like, of course, the goal is to be wealthy, have multiple streams of income that you can pass down to generations but I think God wants your purpose to not be involved in money at all basically to do something um that makes him happy makes yourself happy makes your family friends happy and proud of you and then I feel like wealth will naturally come to where it fits your lifestyle and where you'll be happy in it because I feel like where people say like I want to be wealthy I want to be rich this this and that I feel like that's greed and I feel like we're not supposed to be designed, being greedy. So that's just my opinion. So I feel like purpose just doesn't deal with like money. But I have mean? a challenging thought. We're gonna let. Yeah, I already knew. That's why I looked at. <laughs> I agree with that. I don't think that um, your purpose should be about money. I think it should be what enlightens you on the inside first, and then money will follow if your. If what you feel on the inside is good, money will always follow. Like, even if it's just at the store and you help somebody pick up something, you never know. They could give you money. So, like, you help that person and then also you got money in the process. So, I feel like that's how life is as well. You just do things that make you happy and others around you happy. And good things come to those that are good. (laughs) I love that. Come on. Thank you. (laughs) So I was saying my challenging thoughts, what you were saying, Leah. I've learned in the past year, like, to think money or wanting to be wealthy is greed is a broke mentality because we've been raised by parents who weren't wealthy. And so to us, like, seeing rich people, sometimes we only see it on like social media or like celebrities and stuff like that. And so we're not seeing it in a good light. Mm-hmm. But for me, I need wealth to be able to impact the amount of lives that I want to impact. Like the things that I want to do with opening up a therapy center and making that a nonprofit, I need a certain like substantial amount of money to be able to impact the amount of people I want to impact. I mean, you can impact someone like one person each day, like in a small way, like Sydney was saying, and mm-hmm. that's still powerful. Even like complimenting someone, I got a compliment today, y'all, and I, I was like, oh my god, I haven't got a compliment in a long time. Like <laughs> stuff like that, on a small manner, like adds up to big things. But what I've learned is like typically we think like money is greed because we haven't seen it in the light that we should. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just what I think. So I, yeah, money can if you're a good person. When you get more money, you're going to spew out more good. But if you're already a bad, egotistical person, that person who gets rich is going to be more egotistical and spew out more bad, basically. Yeah, I agree. That's basically what I was saying. I was just saying, like, I feel like people have 
wrong desires about why they want money. Because, like, what Maya was saying, like, people want money so they can have a whole brick and hold it by their ear and post on Instagram. And so, like, yes, exactly. <laughs> Stuff like that. I'm talking about, like, like you, you want to help people and that's your job. I feel like money will naturally flow because that's your purpose. And I feel mm-hmm. like if God supports you and you're doing it for the right purposes, that wealth will automatically follow you and your family. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one. <laughs> and um, those people who be like super flashy, they be the most broke ones, y'all. I'm reading this yes, book. Yes. They the be buying it with door. credit cards. Mm-hmm. Girl. <laughs> this book, The Millionaire Next Door, it's talking about um That's on my book list. Yeah. It's really good. But it's just comparing like the millionaires in America and how the millionaires in America, it's obvious, like we always talk about it, like if we talk about like white people sometimes you'll see them like with an old camry right but yeah. that's a millionaire at home but they're not flashy they're not wearing the clothes that make them look like a millionaire because they're trying to keep or... their money right exactly that's exactly what the book is like it has all these statistics and it did interviews of people and um the ones who are the most wealthy you just would not know it that's why you don't judge people in public <laughs> but i had a question it can be bill gates walking down the street Literally, in some sweats, looking crazy, with no haircut. Looking crazy. And, and I that's just crazy. <laughs> but I feel like, for us, yeah, I'm eating a chicken nugget. <laughs> but for <laughs> in a community, like Black community, I feel like we base our wealth on the luxury items that we have, not realizing that mm-hmm. it's leaving us deeper in a hole and not getting us to where we want to be. Don't get me wrong. I know that there's black people out there that can do both, that has money, and they're able to afford nice things and maintain. But if you already don't have nothing, why would you continue to dig yourself in a hole to maintain an image that somebody next door is literally trying to be like, dang, I don't got it, so let me see what they got. You know what I'm saying? Basically, like, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. And because you're constantly doing that, ain't nobody getting to the top. Like, yeah, I-, I don't know. And like I'm guilty of that. Like there's certain things I shouldn't have did with my money, but I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know no better. But but now we know, know. right? Now and we now know. just the fact that we can t- tell people like Sydney, or even people that's younger. Like I know for me with my siblings, I be yeah. on them. I do not play no games, especially with my youngest one. Mm-hmm. But we about to sit down. I'm about to teach you how to budget. We about to sit down. I'm about to teach you everything that you need to know. And I want you to. Learn from the mistakes that I made because I'm literally telling you all this information so that you won't go down the same route that I'm that I went down. Don't get me wrong, of course, you cannot, you know, live nobody's life for them. And you want them to make their own mistakes so they can learn. But if I have the knowledge to tell you what's not right, but a different route to take, why why won't I share that with you? Instead mm-hmm. of me watching you literally go down a path that I already went down and I could prevent yeah. you from something. Yeah issue that you do go through you know what i'm saying yeah, such a good big sister and i kind of feel like that's like a never-ending lesson as well because yeah. i know that some people as they make more money it gets harder and harder for them to manage their money because you know when they say more money more problems they're not mm-hmm. lying the more money you get the more expenses you have the more you yeah. have to learn how to budget this new money you get into. Mm-hmm. that's why discipline is so important like mm-hmm. and it's so crazy because I'm just learning that this year discipline is so important. Discipline mm-hmm. and consistency. If you say that you have a goal, like right now, my current goal is like just to be consistent in the gym. Like not only is it teaching me consistency, but discipline. Because how I'm viewing it is, if I skip a day that I'm supposed to go to the gym, I'm giving up on my future self. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. basically like I'm giving up on myself, and I lack discipline. And if I lack mm-hmm. discipline at one goal. God won't allow me to have it for, you know, the next goal or something like that. That's how yeah. I view, like, I was reading this book, The Richest Man the richest man in Babylon, and it literally said, because you're, if you're not, um, what is it? If you're not maintaining your current wealth, they're, like, basically budgeting your current wealth in their terms, the gods, knowing you only have one God, but the gods won't bless you with more because mm-hmm. you can't even maintain the the couple of hundred pieces of gold or something like that that you have right now. Right. Be so a good steward of what you have now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how I view goals. If I am not consistent or disciplined with one goal, I don't need to start on the next goal. You need to figure it up or not first. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. That mentality. Discipline is like the one thing I struggle with. So what you were saying, I do challenge myself with certain things in my life. Like, can you be disciplined with your eating habits? Can you be disciplined with this? Like, just to prove something to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that really motivates. Like, yeah. saying that I can do it. Because, like you said, we come from generations where it they kind of like discipline or whatever like that. And you see it. When we try to do it and we prove to ourselves that we can do it, it makes us feel good. Like, Mm-hmm. Dang man, mm-hmm. I'm you know what I'm saying I'm breaking generation curse curses just by not eating fat um not eating soul food all the time you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying because baby the things I do for some pot of greens right now okay? <laughs> and some cornbread and some nail baby <laughs> but to teach myself discipline lately I've been starting small so like. Yeah. I have a horrible, horrible addiction to TikTok. I could just lay in my bed and watch TikTok for hours and hours and wake up, I mean, and look up and see I forgot to eat. So, like, I set a timer on there. You know how you could, like, shut down your apps at a certain time? Mm-hmm. I put two hours, and before, I normally would just keep pressing ignore for 15 minutes, ignore for 15 <laughs> minutes for forever. But then finally, I was like, the only way I'm going to see change is if I do it. The only way to get it done yeah. is to do it. Mm-hmm. So I started pressing OK. And I'm like, OK, well, let's go read this book. Or at night, um, I would watch YouTube to go to sleep. I'm like, OK, instead of watching YouTube, I started changing that. Now I listen to them uh, read the Bible. I started small. Mm-hmm. And I'm building my way up to bigger things because like you said um if you don't show god that you're consistent with small things why would he give you something bigger mm-hmm. because he's like you might not be able to handle it so why would mm-hmm. i give this to you and he might go give it to someone else mm-hmm. so Ooh, start small <laughs> that give it to someone else is real that, <laughs> if you ain't ready <laughs> exactly True. start small mm-hmm. baby. that's real I think me and Leah was talking about it um, the other day. And basically, I think I told her something about, like, God is a God of consequences. Like, mm-hmm. he is literally that. If he feel like, you know what I'm saying, you psyching off or something like that, like, he is a disciplined God. Or not a disciplined God, but basically, yeah, a disciplined God. Because, like, he'll, um, you know what I'm saying, give you consequences or... Discipline you if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Y'all not making sense. Let me know. Yeah, he'll, you, you are. are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> like, yeah, he'll smash like you back up. <laughs> yeah, he'll discipline you to help you learn your lesson. But he's always by your side. He knows exactly. you're struggling. He's mm-hmm. a loving guy, like like a, mm-hmm. like a dad. He's a loving dad, a dad that is caring, but also wants you to know that there's consequences behind some of the actions that you make. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So like 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 Sydney said, like if he ain't like she just said, he won't bless bless you with nothing. Unless, you know what I'm saying? So, he needs to see that you can actually handle that. That's just mm-hmm. like, y'all know we're bearing off on purpose. We always do. So, my job is not to listen to the podcast. <laughs> but, literally, that's just like, um, so for me, like, we're relationships or whatever like that. Like, I feel like, not saying that you have to come into a relationship whole. I'm not saying that at all. But it's just like, how can I say that I want the end goal, which is marriage, of course. But then I'm I'm like feel stuck on this one person, I guess. Mind your business. Ooh. Don't worry about it. Mind your <laughs> <business>. <laughs> like, how can I, you know what I'm saying, say that this is the end goal and God is literally just being like, okay, girl, one time, alright, two times, I, like, you for real? Three times, I, yep, you gotta go. You gotta go, because you ain't learning your lesson. If you say yeah. that this is the end goal, and you want this thing and everything like that, mm-hmm. but you're not showing me why you, you know what I'm saying, deserve it, or even not even why you deserve it necessarily, but you're not you making gonna, room for it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Exactly. It's are impossible you to get it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, are you making yourself, you know what I'm saying? Are you listening to my word? Are you praying? Are you making yourself in the image of a Proverbs 31 woman? Mm-hmm. Are you doing everything that you need to do in order to, you know what I'm saying, get that? Because in my head, when I think of a Proverbs 31 woman, I literally compare myself to that. And I'm like, okay, well, 
right now I'm not matching up with, with what she's talking about, what God describes this lady as. Like I'm lacking in some areas. Now, baby, and they say she wake up early in the morning. I be struggling with I be God dang. <laughs> if I'm about to wake up as soon as I wake up, I'm cooking breakfast. Wait a minute. <laughs> baby, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. But I have uh, something else to say, and it kind of deals with purpose, but then again, not really. It deals with God. So as I've been closer to God during this year, um, you know, I feel like it's normal to question him during your walk with him. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you could question anyone just like you would question a parent. So mm-hmm. you know how they say, um, he's like you're not ready for something bigger. So he's going to give it to someone else or he's just going to wait to give it to you because he knows you can't handle it yet. So they say, God already knows what you're going to do before you even do something. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do you see how that kind of contradicts it? Like, he's snatching something away or trying to help you get to a certain point. But I'm like, God, you already knew I was going to do this. So it's like, I'm kind of confused. I guess it is confusing. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's because he knows our heart at all times. So when we are questioning or veering off on something... He knows we're teeter tottering in that moment, so it's like, all right, child, I know you're gonna mm-hmm. go ahead and go back to him when I told you, I got you a nice, handsome brother <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess it's because he just always knows our heart in present time. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess what it is is like you can be struggling trying to get over something or trying to accomplish a goal or whatever, but you keep veering backwards. And he knows you're doing that, but he's like, okay, let me put something in your life or let me put something in someone else's life and you see that. Let me make Mm -hmm. you strive towards it stronger than you already are. (laughs) So is that basically what it is? I I feel like, I feel like that's what it is. Mm Like that's how it makes sense of it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's what I was wondering. I was like, okay, so if I text this person or if I go out to the club and drink too much liquor, God, you knew I was going to do this. Because <laughs> it's like we have free will. But it's like before you make a decision, you always know what you're about to do. And, and you so, know what's wrong. And you know what's wrong. Yeah. Well. And he knows but, that you know. Yeah. yeah. And I He's feel like, like, okay, let me see what she's going to do. I think, mm-hmm. I, well, I don't know. Is he going to say, I think I know what she's going to do? Or is he going to be like, I know what you're going to do. But let me see if you're going to pick different. I feel like our heart is like there's certain things what's an example um I guess like if we speak on like celibacy right mm-hmm. for me my heart is already dead set on what I want and ain't no N-I-G-G-A that can change <laughs> <laughs> you know even if I'm in the moment like I already experienced it someone trying to like push up too much but my heart is already dead set so it's like God already knows what I'm gonna do because my heart is already dead set but if my heart was still teeter tottering, then he probably knows you are. If you're not solid on something, you're going to prevail to you know the wayside. You know what I mean? You're gonna choose whatever if you're not yeah. solid on something. Yeah, and I feel like that's what you have to pray too, and like starting out because I know um, same thing with celibacy and everything too. Like it's difficult, especially starting out and stuff. So mm-hmm. even when the temptations come, and I, actually, I can't even necessarily speak on um, celibacy either, but temptations in general. When temptations come, like, what I do is I pray. I be like, okay, God, like, you know what the goal that I'm trying to be on, so let me just, you know what I'm saying, um, basically just, you know, remove that or whatever. But then at the same time, it's just like, then at the same time, God, you already <laughs> know the type of time that I'm on. So... <laughs> But it's just like, like, and then too, like, if we do act on it, like I said, like, he still loves us. Nothing yeah. changes at all. Mm-hmm. He still loves us. But mm-hmm. of course, there's consequences. Like, he knows, you know, like, like, he knows what we were going to do. Like, yeah. I said, he knows that. But, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, y'all, time back to like purpose and stuff. I, I feel like when you're younger, you don't even realize like how complex purpose is. Like we were talking about our definition of purpose. Like when you 14, 15, 16, you're not thinking about all that. You thinking about like, oh, when I get out of high school, I gotta figure out a career path. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like some people still to this day as adults believe that purpose is equal to a career. And that's just so not it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. When y'all were younger, is that how y'all felt? Like, or yeah. were you ahead of the game and you were like, you know what, my purpose is going to be, I need to adopt a child one day. It's going to be this and be that. Or were y'all just like, I got to figure out a game plan. Got to figure out a game plan. I feel like most people, though, they tie it to a career. Because when you think about it, most careers is that nine to five, um, Monday through Friday. That's the majority mm-hmm. of your life. So I feel mm-hmm. like your job does really align with your purpose. But I think you should also align your purpose with a job and also outside of that job. Like if your purpose is to be a mother then and be a nurse, like I feel like that's perfect. So I feel yeah. like I've always thought about both. But I feel like mostly yeah. about a job, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Of course, I was in that like game plan type of mindset. Like mm-hmm. I got to figure out what I want to do. But I just never related to people who already knew what they wanted to do. Like, oh, I want to be a nurse mm-hmm. or I know, I want to be blah, 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 blah. Like, I never related to that. I thought that I wanted to be like an architect or engineer or something because I like to draw floor plans. But at the end of the day, I'm like, is that the lifestyle I want? Like, no, I don't want to really, really be in an office or nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I just never related to people who knew what they wanted to do. So I guess that's why I chose... Yeah. Well, it's not the reason why I chose the military. But it's good that I found military because <laughs> there's nothing that I'm passionate about when it comes to a career. I was the same way. I don't think I ever thought about it. And to be honest, I kind of just, <laughs> I went off of what Leah because I'm like, oh, she no good. So I'm going to just follow Aww. her. I remember at one point she wanted to be a NICU nurse. So I'm like, oh, I want to be a NICU nurse. I didn't even know what the hell NICU nurses did, (laughs) but I wanted to be one. So I just, I never really thought about it. I just kind of was like, I'm going to follow and do whatever she does. Mm -hmm. And then as I, because I also knew I wanted to go to college. But like before I even knew how college worked, I wanted to go to college in Florida and move out there and all this and as I got older I realized how college works that I'm gonna if I choose a career it's something that I'm gonna be doing for the rest of my life so it has to be something that I want to do not something like I heard somebody else say and I think that it's a good fit for me Mm -hmm. it it was one of those things where you kind of grow up and you mature and then it's just like out of nowhere, you're probably sitting on the toilet or something and just click like, I got to figure this shit out for my. All right. Y'all know the deal real quick. Have y'all heard of effervescent tablets? You know, the tablets that you drop into your drink and it fizzes out until it completely dissolves. It kind of looks like a cool science experiment in your cup. Well, I offer a few different kinds on my website, glowwithcc.com, but I want to speak on the Hit Reset effervescent tablets today, okay? It provides plenty of electrolytes to keep you hydrated, support a calm stomach, and provide energy. It's lime ginger flavored. Ginger helps to relax and calm our stomach. It comes with 10 tablets in the capsule. And real quick life hack, okay? This has been known to drastically lessen or completely avoid your hangover after a night of drinking. All right, you ain't got to stop your fun. Just pop one in your drink while you're pre-gaming for the night or drink one in the morning once you wake up. I promise it'll be so helpful. Y'all go ahead and grab your Hit Reset Effervescent Tablets on the website, glowwithcc.com. That's G-L-E-U-X-W-I-T-H-C-I-C-I.com. Myself. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, <laughs> Do you feel like you figured it out or do you have like a hunch of a hunch as to what you want to do? I'm so lenient because I don't want my full purpose to be going to a job every day working. Like, you know, those TikToks, because, you know, I love TikTok, where it'd be like, come in the bed, honey. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want that to be me. So... I know that my purpose is to help people. I've always wanted to help people for, I don't know how long I can remember. I want to help the less fortunate. I want to use my sonography degree and I want to try to open up my own sonography practice for those who like don't have good insurance so doctors don't like to accept them. 
So they have somewhere to go. But I'm still leaning on that a career is not my purpose. So I don't know what I what I think my purpose is. Like outside of the workforce, outside of being a mom and being a wife, I don't know what I want to do. Because I know when people get older and they start working, they get a family, they, they put get caught up in it. Yeah, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I still don't know who I am, but I know that I want to help people and be a sonography and have a family. But that's... That's I- so good that you're thinking about that right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the hardest thing to think about, though. I feel like even though it is hard to choose a job, like a route of what job you want to pick um, to be your purpose, I feel like the hardest thing is who are you outside of that practice? Is that your <laughs> identity? Or what's your passion? What's your personal goal? Like money and career, all of that aside, like who are you and what are you striving for personally? Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. that's so hard because I don't know personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was about to say something. I lost my thought. Um, oh, pause, Miss Smart Sydney. What is sonography? Because I don't know. <laughs> That's um, no ultrasound. So oh. ultrasound technician, basically. Oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. Because you kept saying that word. I was like, baby, that was a long word. I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right, now that I'm caught up. She's so sweet. She was like Miss Smart Sydney. <laughs> right. <laughs> Baby, that was rolling off her tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, that is really good that you're thinking about that, though, because definitely at your age, I was not thinking about who am I going to be outside of family and outside yeah. of my yeah. career. No, I wasn't thinking about that. I still was caught up on what do I want to do as a career? Because like I told y'all, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, I feel like I'm still the same, too. Um, when I was in high school, no, like I had my mind set on this one um, career path and I love fashion um, and stuff, especially in high school. Like I was putting some fits together that baby, my mom probably would have been like, girl, what is you doing? But, I can see you in like fashion school. <laughs> like y'all, when I tell you, I was rocking heels to school. Like, I was doing the most, honey. Now all I do is wear sweats. That's why like when I preach so hard on do not let your, do not dampen your kids creative side do not dampen that at all Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where they're striving and their best moments um so when I was in high school I wanted to go to either SCAD which is um Savannah College of Art or something like that Mm -hmm. or I wanted to go to FITM Fashion Institute of Design and and something out there in New York or FIT Mm -hmm. and um for my major I wanted to do fashion marketing and merchandising bro do it I don't regret not doing it. Um, I try not to regret nothing. Because uh, it's just like, right now, that career path is booming, especially in the, with how digital media is. Marketing is popping. And if I was to be working for a company like Prada or something like that, baby, I would I was ahead of my time then. But I was listening to my parents and everything like that. And um, basically, my dad wanted... Basically, in, in being from the South, um, sometimes people are narrow-minded, um, and they don't Absolutely. really mm-hmm. view things like being going for something creative as that being a, a actual career path because they didn't do it, they didn't pursue it. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. stuff. All they know is being a teacher, working in the medical field. They think that's how you're going to make money and be successful in life. Yeah. Whole time, it's like the kids that's younger, the younger generation isn't working on the same mind wave as they were back then. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's different now. We have more opportunities, especially since I moved from Georgia, moved from Mississippi to Georgia. <laughs> so we had things like the Hope Scholarship, something which is a statewide scholarship, something that Mississippi didn't offer and yeah. stuff like that. And having these colleges in-house and stuff. So I was listening to my mom and my dad and everybody and end up changing courses and end up wanting to major in biochemistry because I'm just like, okay, well, let me be an OBGYN. And I'm thinking, like, why did I want to be an OBGYN? So I used my granny, who died as my reason why, because she had breast cancer. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe if I'm an OBGYN, I could potentially 
you know what I'm saying, I don't know, solve cancer. Not saying that it's not possible and it's not doable, because it is, but it's the fact that I allow people to, you know what I'm saying, who was scared or didn't, you know what I'm saying, go out on their, on the limb for their dreams and their careers. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. So now I have to re, you know what I'm saying, kind of reprogram my mind as as far as thinking when it came to what I want to do in life and stuff. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I ended up wanting to go to Mississippi State, had that lined up. But then I end up going to Southern because of their biochemistry program was a good, a better one. When I had a full ride to Mississippi State, RTC offered me. I wasn't not thinking at the time. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking at all. But then end up going to Southern because their biochemistry program was good. Like, I thought I was about to be the number one OBGYN in the world, honey, the way my mindset was going. So and, you passed up a scholarship? Yeah, I passed up a scholarship from the Air Force, ROTC. You know they would have paid for it. Listen, if I was your mama, those. I would have beat your ass. Bro, no. So listen, when what? you're going through that, <laughs> bro, when you're going through that, nobody, I didn't have that, you know, nobody guiding me or directed me. And especially when I was young, baby, who was going to go in the military? I wasn't. Back then, oh. look at me now. How ironic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I thought at the time you knew you wanted to do military or something. No. But I can see if you didn't want to. Okay. Girl, I got that email when I was in history class, government class, one of them. And it was just like, you know, you have been accepted, so and so, so and so, ROTC. I'm like, dang, I, I could be saluting to you today. If yeah. You did that. That's yeah, bro. But I wouldn't have met y'all. So that's what I'm saying. I don't regret anything. Yeah. Like I try to find the positives because if not, I wouldn't have, you know, met y'all. Um, yeah for sure it's reasons why your path turned out the way you know for sure but the one thing i can say do not let nobody you know dictate your life i feel like even now at this age i still get a little bit of that i still feel like for a second opinion on something Mm -hmm. i feel like if i tell my parents something then they're gonna put their opinion in it and now i feel like because i can't do this because i gotta make them proud but at the end of the day at the end of the day, this is your life and you have to live it. Can't nobody, mm-hmm. I don't nobody got to wake up in your situation every day except for you. Like you mm-hmm. cannot, like that's something that you, to the people out there, that's one thing that I can say. We don't take nothing away from this podcast. Figure out what your purpose is and don't mm-hmm. live for nobody else. Live for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But I don't care how much you love your parents, your family. They already lived their life. They cannot mm-hmm. sit up here and no, they can't live through you. You you gotta live through yourself. So. Mm-hmm. That's my <laughs> the natural progression of life happens. They're not gonna be here on this earth forever, and you're gonna be exactly. on this earth without them one day. And you gotta live your life. You know what yes. I mean? But um, yeah. I think like I already told y'all, <laughs> working is not for me. I'm really grateful for the military because <laughs> it gives me like something to gain a paycheck from. Mm-hmm. And so. But that's crazy, though, because if I would have went to University of Louisville, like, my life would be so different. Like, I wouldn't know you guys. Oh, that's so weird to think about that. Right? But, yeah. I'm grateful that my path turned out the way that it did. But there is certain things, like, outside of wanting to be a wife and wanting to be a mom that I really want to accomplish. Um, well, I guess this is a part of my mom. But I don't know if I ever told y'all this. I think I, I told my family. But it's, like, really on my heart. Like, I really feel like I'm going to adopt a child, specifically a son. You know, remember how I was telling you guys how certain things pop in my head and I don't think about it. Like, I didn't make up whatever popped in yeah. my head, but it does. Um, I feel like that's God speaking to me. And so far in life, whenever that has happened, years later, it'll manifest. And I'm like, you know what? I was thinking about this years before. And now look at me. I'm living it. I really feel like I'm going to end up adopting a child. Um... And that's something that I really want to do. And I feel like it's a part of my purpose. And then I am a girl's girl. Like, I love women. I love supporting women, empowering women, like the thought of that. So I don't know what it is I'm going to do, but I want to, like, be an advocate for Black women in some way, shape, or form. But, like, the big dream that I have that I don't even, like, talk about to like coworkers or talk about to certain people because I don't want it to be like tainted or nothing. Yeah. Is yeah. I do want a nonprofit therapy center and I want us to be in a low income neighborhood, probably in a neighborhood mm-hmm. where I'm from in Virginia. 
So black and brown people, mainly black, because it ain't a whole lot of Latino people down there, but uh, they can, you know, go to this therapy center. And like, I feel like it was taboo, like mental health was taboo. And you get it? I I'm not saying that. That's what I, I didn't think I was going to get a message from. <laughs> but we can oh, talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Non-profit. So yeah, that nonprofit therapy center in a low-income neighborhood, and that's just something I want to do because like mental health was super taboo in the black community before. That's um, the one, and they still like, have not yeah. accepted it yet. Yeah, we are getting a little bit better though. We are. But I mean, the newer generation, like, the older, yeah, and they still, they still oh, yeah. this is the down day, baby. This mental <laughs> oh down day, baby. I'm over here trying to fight for not fend for my life. Fight for my life. <laughs> it gets, so, it's serious. I just feel like if if people in the hood can't understand like their mental health better and stuff, like maybe I can't save the world, but it can contribute to less violence eventually, generation to generations down the path, you know what I mean? Ooh, or less violence. I, I just got a yeah. message and I know you're gonna um resonate with it because it did with j cole because i love this song so at the end of the song like um i don't know exact lyrics but he basically was like there is suicide prevention therapy right but he was like what about for my the n-word i don't want to say it i know what you're talking about how's it playing um what is it homicide Uh oh yeah he says something yeah it was like and i agree i feel like there should be therapy for those people like who mm-hmm. want to do gang violence or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it, they, they get PTSD too. Yes, yeah. but off the rip, they think we are lost cause because of all they see is us killing people. You know, Not killing people, but killing each other. Mm-hmm. But I think I read something because um, I was going through this time where I was like, you know, pro, I'm still pro-black, but I was like, y'all, y'all would thought I was a black panther. Okay. I think it was something <laughs> like they, they named it Project because but then at the same time, I can't believe in everything that I see and read. But it was just like they called it projects because they was it was they was running experiments or something like that. I don't know. It's weird, y'all. I can't mm-hmm. actually edit that out because I ain't trying to put nobody. Wait, in. <laughs> I want to Google that because I always wondered why they call it projects as well. I always wondered that too, but I thought it was because it's government housing, so it's government projects. But not and all. What government. did they view us as government projects? Y'all know that when we was with uh-huh. the. That was doing stuff on us with the Nazis and stuff. Y'all didn't know that. The black I just, people. I just took Black history, U.S. history, Texas history. I didn't hear that. What happened? Wait, what I happened? Well, with yeah, Nazis? Never mind. Let me just <laughs> I know that they was fighting against the Germans, but Black people had their own. They were, they were segregated from white people in the military. Babe, I wasn't putting that past the white man, the uncolored. But wait, what happened? I want to hear it though. There I heard they was doing the same thing that they was doing to them folks out there, like as far as running experiments and testing and stuff like that. I don't know, they was doing the same thing to us, hmm. like black people in Germany or black people in America. That one I don't know. All I know is black folks. They are we all the same? <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, y'all. We don't have to admit what y'all. Is talking about? <laughs> y'all have to edit that out. But yes, that's what I heard. That's what I'm saying. I can't be believing everything, but. I think in America, because honestly, I really don't feel like it was really that many black people in Germany, at least back in the day. Yeah. That's why about that uh, documentary that I, not documentary. Well, it was based on a true story. There was a movie about the little black German girl. I don't know. Um, so during the Holocaust, this is like when it was really kicking off and the concentration camps were like really being built and people were just you know, being sent there in mass numbers. This little girl, her mom was white German. Her dad was African and he fought for the French army. Uh, Ended up getting the mom pregnant when she was a teenager. So it's this little black German girl. Mm -hmm. Mixed though. And she grew up, you know, in Germany with her mom. Her little brother's fully white. Mm -hmm. And she so yeah holocaust was kicking off and um you know her mom and her brother are full german blood but obviously she's black and so like all her life she really didn't see any other black people around her and 
when the Holocaust was kicking off, it was like they still were acting, you know, discriminatory towards her just because she was black, even though she yeah. was German, <laughs> which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and she ended up falling in love with, as a teenager, she's like 16, she fell in love with one of Hitler's top army general's sons. Dang. And yes, yeah, so that wasn't supposed to happen. They sneaking around and stuff. And not um, creeping around. Yeah. <laughs> and the mom, like the mom, that's pretty much what happened with her is like she got pregnant as a teenager by a you know, an army dude. So she, the mom was like, I see what you're doing, even though you're trying to sneak around, I can still see it. I need you to stop. You know what I mean? So her mom but, was a was black as well? Uh, her mom's white, fully white. Oh, her dad was half black? Her dad was African, who oh. fought for the French army. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, fast forward. Um, this boy, because the, the army general, the boy was like super like German, like pride or whatever. And he wanted to go fight in, in the like front lines or whatever and risk his life and the dad was like i've been fighting in this army all my life and i tell you right now the military don't care about you you need Mm -hmm. to care about your life i can put you in you know i have so much power because i'm the general i can put you in a safer place like at a concentration camp where you're just guarding or whatever instead Mm -hmm. of you going to the front lines and the boy was like no i want to go fight anyway the dad had the last say so put him in a concentration camp the little black girl ended up so sad they were sterilizing all black people at that time so that yeah i thought you said experimenting not sterilizing That's, i thought she said experimenting too but yeah ain't the same thing okay <laughs> so they were sterilizing them so that they would be the last black lineage there and they couldn't have any black children Mm-mm. this little girl ended up getting picked up on the street it was so sad this woman made me cry she got picked up, her and her mom were walking, you know, and she always kept her head down, don't make any eye contact with any of the Nazis or whatever, but they snacked her ass that day, sent her to a concentration camp, even though she wasn't supposed to mm-hmm. um, be there, and ironically, it's the same one that that little boy was working at. By then, she pregnant, she don't even know she pregnant by this little boy, and so she at the concentration camp, I'm telling this whole movie, so I'm sorry for it. How it's old called, were they? It's called you said they were like 15? 16. I think he was like 17, 18. He was 18 because he was already fighting. And what's the but, movie? Um, Where Hands Touch. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they ended up like, it was so sad because, you know, they're being malnourished and her, she would have to like, one of the like roomies, she would like wrap the black girl's belly to look tight so that she didn't look pregnant Mm-mm. so that um, no one would like pick her up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being crazy. The army general ended up killing his son because he got that black girl pregnant. That's how much the hatred for black people is. So crazy. Did the girl <laughs> live though? The girl lived. Okay, goodness. Um, eventually, and her baby? Was, yeah, eventually it was the end of the Holocaust. And it was so crazy because um, it was like one of those like organizations where they tried to help people who survived the Holocaust, help them find the remains of their family if they had any family left. And so the mom and the little brother ended up reconnecting with the black girl. And um, by then she was about to pop. She was about to have that baby. But it was really crazy because like her little brother was being trained. You know, they took like all the little boys and was training them to be Nazis. Her little brother started to like hate her. And her little brother was like her dog. And then he was full white. Yeah, he was full white. Mm -hmm. But as he's being taken every day to go train, he's like nine years old. He's getting all this like poison in his mind. So he would come home and like say hateful things to his sister. It was so yeah. heartbreaking. But yeah. Told the whole movie. You're welcome. <laughs> so hopefully ain't nobody out there trying to watch it. If y'all is, that's fine. That's fine. Wait, when did it come out? Uh, oh, no. I just, yeah. as soon as I got to Germany, it's like my YouTube is like oh. Germany-fied. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so I, I saw that thing pop up. I was like, let me see. If they ain't watch it by now, it's all right. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> But I know we barely, no, we we spent a good amount of the episode talking about purpose. Yeah, hopefully. Okay, so I have a question before. Yes, ma'am. So, do you guys think if you don't figure out your purpose or 
know it, you can still live a fulfilling life? Or do you guys think that you have to know your purpose in order to live? Like, Dang, you see what I'm saying? That's a good question. Yeah. I feel like you can have a fulfilling life, but I feel like deep down, I feel like you always feel like something's missing. And I feel mm-hmm. like God, he will continue to drive you towards that purpose, no matter what yeah. situation you're in. Like, you mm-hmm. can literally be a month away from getting your degree, and God can be like, you know what? I think you should be in the ministry. I'm and- trying to tell you. Yeah. Everything. Yes. I feel mm-hmm. like God will do everything in his power to make sure that you live a fulfilling life for yourself, for your family, and for him. Mm-hmm. According to his will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I feel I like not everybody honestly i feel like not everybody figures out their purpose sadly before their time is up and i feel like they have lived a good life but i feel like they know something has been missing if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like i agree totally yeah and i feel like when dark times come and you're doubting yourself if you haven't found your purpose yet then you're Mm -hmm. always gonna uh go back to the question of like, why am I even here? Like, what's the purpose? But at the end of the day, the reasons why we're here, at least the way my mind works is like, even on a small scale, I'm here cause I'm a friend. I'm a big sister. Mm-hmm. I'm a daughter. I'm a cousin. You know, I contribute a lot in people's lives. Even when the devil tries to make me con- convince me that I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. even in that, like in a small scale, your purpose, like you're intertwined in so many people's lives, you have purpose in that already. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to figure out the mission God wants you to, to fulfill is another thing. So I have a question. Right mm-hmm. now, do y'all kind of think y'all on the right track to figuring out your purpose if you don't already know it? I do feel like I'm on the right track. Yeah. I was going to say, I just feel like I'm young. Mm-hmm. So being young, I just feel like there's so much I don't know about. Even though I think I know everything, there's so much I don't know. So mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of exciting, the fact that I don't know everything that I think I do. What about you, Maya? 50-50. Um, I feel like the closer I get to God, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the same time, I feel like, like she said, there's still so much that I have to learn her that, you know, that's, that I'm able to learn or whatever like that. So it was just like, I don't know, but how I view it is like the closer I get to God, the more I feel like I'm there or I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. And the more I feel like, I don't know, not necessarily trying to base it off my emotions, but happiness, um, the closer I feel like I'm there to find out my purpose and everything. I don't know. So it was like 50-50. But I feel like I don't know right now my current purpose is to wake up every day happy and try to make somebody smile or you know a day or something like that and try to be a light in somebody's life because you never know what what somebody's going through mm-hmm. so I yeah. try to always be um you know joyful and everything like that because not everybody have a friend group like this and not everybody mm-hmm. have a support system Mm-hmm. So, you know, my purpose mm-hmm. every day is to just try to make sure somebody else is, you know, get not to get to live one more day because that's a lot on a person, but just to get, you know what I'm saying, a good laugh or a good smile or a good reason to smile or just to live another day. Mm-hmm. So, what about you said? Okay, so, um, yes, because, like, um, I think everything does work out in a way for you. Because, like, how I was going to school for cosmetology, they really wanted to do hair and everything. Mm-hmm. And I had got a sucky-ass teacher, and <laughs> I feel like that happened, and it happened the way it did because I wasn't going to be doing what I wanted to do. I wasn't going to be helping anybody that way. I wasn't going to be doing anything fulfilling. I'd just be standing up doing somebody's hair that they might take out, like, two days later. But that's so, fulfilling, though. It could be fulfilling. Doing somebody here. Like, making people feel pretty. I say, yeah. and sometimes, too, like, you can pray with them, talk to God about them. <laughs> Maya <laughs> would be that hairdresser. I do! 
Give me your first scripture. They promote anything and anything. I think I am on the right track. Just continuing to get closer to God, learning more every day. And like Maya has said, taking it a day at a time. You just keep going and eventually you it will pop in your head like, hey, I actually think I already did do some of my purpose already. And mm-hmm. I just didn't realize it yet because of mm-hmm. being in this mindset or stuff like that. So I think I am on the right track, but every now and then I feel like it gets shifted and I start going off of it because of like being in my own head. So yeah. I felt that. Mm-hmm. It's like that video I sent y'all and uh, the podcast was speaking on how God is just always going to make it make sense later on. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. always going to explain later on like like Sydney was saying, it's going to click. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you are too busy in the present day in life to even understand, like, yo, I'm actually doing some major stuff. Mm-hmm. Let me be proud of myself. And to piggyback off what Maya was saying, like, pouring into other people, like, also pouring into yourself. Like, keeping yourself mm-hmm. lively. Making sure you're good mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, physically. Because, yeah. yeah, you can't do nothing for nobody else if you're struggling. Yes. Yeah. And I know finding your purpose, it can drain a lot of people mentally and physically. So mm-hmm. I feel like you definitely have to take it one day at a time because it's going to take you longer to fulfill your purpose if you're burning yourself out. And that could potentially harm you for from fulfilling mm-hmm. your purpose because you got yeah. a negative reaction towards it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't think too hard into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then another thing I, I did want to say is out to our friend Muhammad. I don't know if you ever listened to this, but I shout him out because I really look at him as like a role model sometimes. Yes. Yes, because a lot of people they'll get these thoughts in their head. Like you see, like how stuff just getting ingrained in your head. And like he automatically just acts like he's like, Oh, I want to be a pilot. So you know what? I'm gonna go take pilot classes. Like I want to be a real estate agent. I'm gonna go take real estate agent classes. Like he doesn't yeah. talk to nobody about it, ask them a second opinion. He doesn't um mm-hmm. like ask his self twice. He just goes with the flow and he doesn't mind changing his passion two, three, four times. And I feel like that's what I that's where I wanna be. Cause I feel yeah. like if I did so much work to get to where I am now, I feel like I have to continue. I don't wanna stop it. But I'm like, I don't want to hold off what I'm dreaming about just to say I can completed something. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. one thing. At least for me, I didn't switch my path so many times. It don't make no sense. And that's why I, I don't care. Like, you, whatever makes you happy in your dream, you're gonna work towards that. But like, yeah. I feel like I'm so lazy. Like Cindy said, I did want to be a, a NICU nurse, but then. <laughs> All them years of school, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I, I love it, but I don't want to be in school for eight years. And maybe that could be my passion that I just want a job and not want to be in school for so long. But no, I did that mm-hmm. I didn't want to be in school for that long either. Yeah, that's but, real. Got any reviews for us since you're on the show? Ooh. <laughs> Reviews. Yes, say something good. I'm playing. (laughs) Right? You literally take me off to listen to each episode. So, (laughs) any words of encouragement? Any things we should strengthen? Everything is good. Um, can I ask questions? Sure. (laughs) Who talks the most? I want to. It's a mix between Maya and C. Okay. Leah, you don't be talking that much. Because <laughs> sometimes after we do an episode, I be feeling embarrassed. I'm like, dang, I was talking too much and I was throwing out too many jokes. And people don't think, like, this girl is not funny. Why does she keep talking? That's um, and what do you always be telling no. me? Why do you care what other people think? Yeah, no, listen I don't, to your own I don't advice. Care. 
I yeah. don't think, but I was <laughs> like, dang, I probably embarrassed myself, but I don't care because I'm gonna keep doing it. Yes, keep embarrassing yourself. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> like I said, like, uh, uh-uh. remember I told you, um, one of the reviews, she like you more than the rest of us. Yeah, <laughs> she at least like relates to you more than the rest of us. Like, yeah, it's kind of like the Cheetah Girls. You like one, and then like, <laughs> there's like your favorite one. <laughs> yes, just like the Powerpuff Girls. How I wanted us to have the Powerpuff Girls. I was like, I have to be blossoming. Okay, another question. Who gets distracted the most? I don't know if that's something you can tell, though. It's Maya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... But that keeps the podcast interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Cece, she's the one who tries to put y'all back on track most of the time. Okay, Segway. <laughs> but see, um, that, that episode, though, with Andre and Silky, they beat Maya just in that one episode. So. Oh, yes. Their minds I, are like squirrels. I was like, okay, well, let me just be quiet. Oh, my God. I feel like their intellect is on a different level. Yeah. This- All right. See? It's been real, besties. <laughs> we love y'all. Thank you for listening time and time again. Please don't make no stalker, no books about us. <laughs> <laughs> We're not well, that big-headed. I, I actually wouldn't mind. But... Okay. <laughs> we was up for grabs. All right. Uh, but it's been real. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Sydney, for joining us. We enjoyed thank you for and having your input. Because you were dropping gems, baby girl. Bye.